People's lives can be messed up, strung out on drugs, alcoholics, addicted to this and addicted to that, but they can hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and their life can be turned around. Their life can be transformed. It's because the message has power. Today is Pentecost Sunday. And it probably is no surprise that we are looking at Acts chapter 2 on Pentecost Sunday. Amen. So if you would turn your attention back to that second chapter of the book of Acts. Acts, the second chapter. And once you found the second chapter of Acts, we will begin our reading at the second verse. Acts chapter 2, beginning at the second verse. If you have it, say amen. Acts chapter 2, beginning at the second verse, it reads, Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongue or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. I want to share today from the subject of the push of Pentecost, the push of Pentecost. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we bless you for today. We bless your name. We give the glory and the honor to you, God, because, God, we recognize that without you, we are nothing. And if it had not been for your goodness, if it had not been for your grace, and if it had not been for your mercy, we would still be lost in our sins. So, Father, we say thank you. We bless you. We honor you. And we ask now, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. The push of Pentecost. On last week, we talked about God is, or he's, he's pushing me. And we talked about the fact that there are times when God will have to push us. He'll have to get us moving in the direction that he wants us to go. Well, today is Pentecost Sunday. All across the church, all across the world, there's a celebration of Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost meaning 50. And it means that 
50 days after the death of Jesus, after his resurrection, you began to notice that Jesus was seen for 40 days. And then he told his disciples to go into the upper room, go into Jerusalem and I will meet you there. And he went and he met them as he told them he would. And he promised them that there would be the coming of the Holy Spirit. He promised them that there would be the empowerment of the church or the believers. But Pentecost also marks the beginning of the church and the giving of God's power to the church. Hallelujah. So that was a moment for you to get excited. Amen. Because it meant that because the church was began at that time, that means it made it possible for you to enter into the kingdom of God. But not only did it make it possible for you to enter into the kingdom of God, it also gave power. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, maybe that's the problem. We're not operating in the power that we should operate in. So therefore, we're not experiencing what we ought to experience when it comes to Pentecost. Hallelujah. But when we talk about the push of Pentecost, one of the things that we have to understand and understand good is God pushes the church forward by empowering believers with gifts for the purpose of sharing the gospel. The church is being pushed forward and the church has been pushed forward for generations by the power of God. It wasn't happenstance that God sent his Holy Spirit. It wasn't happenstance that he sent his power, but it was on purpose that he has sent his power into the world. It was on purpose that he has sent his power to come into the world that we live in. It was the coming of his power that allowed the church to exist. And when we think about the goodness of God, when we think about all that he is and, and, and all that he has done for us, we can't help but to celebrate our great God. Amen. But when we think about this thing called Pentecost and we think about the fact that God is pushing, he's leading us and guiding us to be where we ought to be. We're experiencing the push of Pentecost. One of the first things that we need to understand is this. God gave us a push of power. When you look at the early church and you look at the early believers, you'll find that he gave them a push of power. They couldn't do what they were doing in their own strength. They couldn't do it by their own power. They needed something else. They needed someone else. And God gave them the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. God sent his power in the person of the Holy Spirit to empower the church. You see, the giving of power was the promise in Acts 1 and 4, where he said, if you go and you wait, the one who is coming will be with you, the comforter, the power, the Holy Spirit. And the people of the God's day, the, the believers went and they did exactly that. They waited in the upper room and it said the power fell that day in such a way that it sounded like a great storm was coming. It sounded like the rushing of a mighty wind. 
And maybe that's what we need today, the sound of a rushing mighty wind. Maybe we need today to feel the tangible experience of God's empowerment. And maybe then we would find ourselves doing what God has called us to do. But it starts with understanding that God has empowered us. He's given us a push of power. Maybe you need to see an example of that in the form of someone by the name of Samson. Samson, an Old Testament saint, an Old Testament believer, an Old Testament tool of God who was there and he was being used in such a, a mighty way. But Samson was able to kill a thousand men with just the jawbone of a donkey. But he didn't do it by his power. He did it by the power of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of God was on Samson. The spirit of God came over Samson and he was able to defeat a thousand men with a simple jawbone of a donkey. Hallelujah. Maybe that's not impressive to you, but it is to me. But when you think about the fact that he killed a thousand men with simply a jawbone, or maybe you think about the fact that he tore the gates of the city off and carried them to Mount Hebron. Maybe that's not impressive to you either. But he didn't do that in his own strength. He didn't do that in his own power. It was only by the power of the Holy Spirit. But maybe this part will hit you. The only way we sometimes can experience the power of God is through obedience. Samson teaches us a lesson of obedience. And he teaches us that when we are obedient to God, we can experience his glorious power. But oftentimes we miss the power of God because we're not operating in obedience. Hallelujah. Think for a moment. It wasn't until Samson got disobedient. It wasn't until Samson gave up what was really the source of his strength. And then that's when he failed. That's when he was no longer successful. When he laid in Delilah's lap and, and told her his secrets. Hallelujah. If you're not married, that's, that's a warning for you. Amen. Be careful who lap you laying in. Amen, lights. He laid in Delilah's lap and told his secrets and, and she then shared his secret with somebody else and she cut his hair. And as a result, when they burst into the room, he tried to loose himself like he did before, but his power was gone. Disobedience robbed him of his power because he became disobedient unto God. He lost the power that was available to him. But as long as he was obedient, as long as he was doing what God had called him to do, his power was there. As long as the power was available to him because of his obedience, he was able to be successful. But when he got disobedient, when he began to do what God didn't call him to do, when he was putting his head in the wrong lap. Hallelujah. You got to make sure you keep your head in the lap of God. <laughs> hallelujah. But he put his head in the wrong lap and lost his power. He put his head in the wrong person's hands and lost his power. Be careful whose life you're putting your hands in and understand that when God is giving you power, he's giving you power for a reason. He doesn't just give you power just to be giving you power. But without the obedience, we might find ourselves suffering a loss of power. And help you understand this as well. Anything worth doing for God 
requires his power. Anything that's really worth doing on behalf of God requires his power. Many of us think we can go out here and do all the stuff in the name of God that we want to do, but we're not doing it in his power. Hallelujah. That's right, Mr. Johnson, when we talked about that in Sunday school this morning, there are folk out here praying, but they're not praying in the power of God. There are folk out here leading churches, but they're not leading in the power of God. There are folk who laying hands on people, but they're not doing it in the power of God. There are folk out here taking up offerings, but they're not doing it under the power and authority of God. Amen, lights. I said it. When we understand that it takes the power of God, if we're going to do anything worthwhile for the Lord. How do we think we can do great things for God, but not rest in his power? How do we think we can do great things for God, but not ask him to empower us for the work that we're doing? We've got to make sure that if we're going to do anything worthwhile for God, that we ask him to empower us. Lord, send your power. Lord, send me what I need. I can't do it in my own strength. I can't do it in my own understanding. I need the power of the Lord. I need the grace of Almighty God. I need the favor of God. I need the discipline of God. And the only way that I'm going to get that is by calling on the name of God and asking him to send the power. Lord, send your power. And Lord, send it now. Lord, send your power and help me to be all that you called me to be. When we understand that it's by his power and his power alone that we'll achieve some of the things that we need to do in this world. How do you think the early church was able to move forward? It was only by the power of God. It was only because God empowered his church. It was only because God sent his Holy Spirit. It's only because the people relied on the spirit of almighty God. And when we stop relying on the spirit of God, when we stop relying on the power of God, we're settled for doom. Because we're not relying on the power of of God. But notice this. Not only did God give us a push of power, but he also gave us the presentation of gifts. If you notice in the third through the fourth verse, it was the giving of tongues. Amen. And let me settle it right now. It's not something in the Hyundai. <laughs> Amen. That, that, that's out. He gave them the ability to speak languages. He gave them the ability to speak languages they had never learned before. Amen. He gave them the ability to go out and share and to be able to speak in a language that they had not learned, had not been exposed to, and a language that they were as the men said, how is that we hear them in our own language? And these are Galileans. It was only by the presentation of gifts that was given by God. And when you go through the Bible, there are several places in the Bible that talks about the gifts of God. 
The gifting that he gives to the church, the gifting that he gives to believers in the body of Christ. If you look at Isaiah 1, uh, chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, you'll find the listing of seven gifts that God gives to the believers. If you look at Romans 12, 6 through 8, you'll find another listing of some of the gifts that God gives to his people. In 1 Corinthians 12 and 28, you'll find a listing of some gifts that God gives to his people. And in Ephesians 4 and 11, you'll find some gifts that God gives to his people. And when we understand that God presents gifts to us, and he gives us these gifts for a reason, the Holy Spirit is the activating power behind the gifts that are given to us. Every one of us in here has a gift from God. Amen. Now, I know some of us are still challenged and we say we don't know our gift. I would dare say you just don't want to walk in it. Hallelujah. You know what your gift is. You know what God is empowering you to do. You know how God is moving you. You know where God is pushing you. And you know because God has already been pushing you in that area. He's been pushing some of us for years in that area. But we keep on talking about, I don't know what my gift is. When we understand that he's already been pushing us with the presentations of gifts. Amen. Amen. Some of us got the gift to sing. Some of us have the gift to preach and to teach. Some of us have the gift of administration. Some of us have the gift of service. Some of us have the gift of helps. Whatever God has given you, whatever he's blessed you with it's time to use it and the only way you're going to use it is to make sure that you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit that's the reason he's presented you with gifts in the first place amen I guarantee you right now y'all got your wedding gifts right is there any wedding gift you left unopened no is there any wedding gift you stuck to the side and say mm, might have, but hey, there are wedding gifts. I guarantee you that they got, and they opened every single one of them. They know everything that they got from individuals that blessed them through their wedding. Amen. Every one of us on our birthday, and somebody gives us a gift, we don't take the gift and set it aside unwrapped. We don't take the gift and set it aside and not think about it. I guarantee you, open up every one of them gifts you get on your birthday. Amen. But when it comes to the gifting of God, we want to sit that to the side and say, I don't know what my gift is. Open the box and it'll show you what your gift is. Open your heart and your mind and begin to ask God to move you in your gifting and he'll show you exactly what your gifting is. Like I said, he's already shown you. Many of us just don't want to walk in it. But hallelujah, when you accept the gift, thank you, Jesus. There are times when we have gifts that go unopened, and the minute we open, we find out what a blessing this gift is unto me. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but sometimes your gifts come at the right time. Hallelujah. And when you open up the gift and you discover the goodness of it, when you discover the blessing of it, when you discover it's not only a good gift for you, but it's a good gift for everybody else too. The day that God gifted us, the day that God blessed us, the day that God opened our heart and our mind unto him, we were able to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Why? Because we began to operate in our gifting. I'm so glad that I found out what my gifting was. I'm so glad that I have to depend and lean upon the spirit and the power of God for my gifting. Hallelujah. Because I would be like many people. I don't want to be up here. I'd rather be down there. 
But I know the only way that I can stand here is under the power of God. The only way that I can stand here is if I ask God to equip me. The only way that I can stand here is if I ask God, God, fill me afresh all over again. God, anoint me afresh all over again. That I might be a blessing to your people. That I might share with them the truth of your word. That I might share with them the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. But it starts with us understanding there's been a presentation of gifts and that presentation of gift has given us a most precious and wonderful thing. But we have to say it looks like the power of God has fallen on the church. And, and, and when the power of God has fallen on the church, the question is, what are they going to do with the power that has fallen on them? I'm so glad it shows us that they began to go out and operate in that power. They went out and operated in their gifting under the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a lesson for us. You're gifted. Now go and operate under the power of the Holy Spirit in your gifting. How is it that God gifts us, but we don't want to share that gift with the world? Amen. And in fact, that's what it was given for, to share with the world. Amen. Now, this is not like something personal you get. Amen. You got it, and it's only for you. The gifts that are given in the body of Christ are for the world. The gifts that are given to each of us are for the world. Hallelujah. If he's giving you the gifting of prayer, and he's giving you the gift of being an intercessor, it's not just for you. It's for the world. It's so that you can pray for those who are going through. It's so that you can call upon the name of the Lord for those who don't know how to call on the name of the Lord for themselves. It's all about us using the gifts that God has blessed us and presented us with under his power and authority that we might bless the world. But how can we bless the world if we're afraid to open our gift? And how can we bless the world if we're afraid to walk in our gift? Let's walk in the gifting that God has given us. Let's walk in it in an empowering way that God might get the best out of us and that he might bless us. When you think about this, everybody in here got a credit card. Amen. Amen. And when you got that card, it came with the activation right but check this did any of you try to use it without activating it and if you did you got a rude awakening you had the card it, it had a amount on it that you could charge but because you didn't activate it you couldn't access the buying power of the card hallelujah God has given every one of us a gift, but it takes the activation of the Holy Spirit and his power in order for us to exercise and use the power of the gift. But many of folk are trying to use a gift without the power. It's like you trying to use a credit card without activating it. You can present it to the merchant, but it has no buying power. They'll hand it back to you and say, I'm sorry, it got declined. Hallelujah. But when you access the activation code and then you present the card, 
It comes with all of the buying power that comes along with the card. It comes with all of the power of the company that backs the card. Hallelujah. When you activate your God's given power, when you activate the God given gift that comes to you, it's backed up by the power of Almighty God. And when it's backed up by the power of Almighty God, you can go out and do things in the name of the Lord that you couldn't do before. You can go out and serve God in ways that you couldn't before. All because you've activated the power of God. All because you've activated the gift with the power of God. And now your life is a blessing because you activated your gift. Put the gift in the operation. Access the power of God as you function and flow in your gifting. But not only must did God give us a push of power and a presentation of gift, he's also given us a push of purpose. He's given us a push of purpose. In verses 5 and 6, we see that there is a purpose for the church. And there is a purpose for the giving of the gifts. And that purpose is to share the good news. The purpose is to witness. God gave us the push of purpose. You see, the push of God did not stop at the cross. And it did not stop at the resurrection. Many people think that it all stopped there. It didn't stop there. It started there. It started at the cross. That was God giving us access it started at the resurrection. That was God, again, opening the door. But once he gave us access and once he opened the door, he then gave us Pentecost, where he gave us the power. And, and now that he's given us access and he's opened the door and he's given us power, it's time to move and go out in our purpose. And the purpose is to witness and to share the gospel, the good news. If you notice that when they went out to share with the other people, they began to speak in their own languages. But what did it say that they did? They told the people about the goodness of God. It told them about the goodness of God. Whatever your gifting is, it's all to share with somebody else about the goodness of God. It's to tell somebody else how good God has been and how good God can be. It's all about sharing with someone else that they might become a believer as well because of the goodness of the Lord. Don't we realize how good God has been? And because God has been good to us and because God has shown us a wonderful, wonderful way, all by giving us his glorious salvation. The purpose of your gifting is to share with somebody else about the goodness of God, the good news of Jesus Christ, the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross at Calvary and the fact that he paid our sin debt and the fact that he rose again from the dead and the fact that he now sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Once we understand all of that, we now have access to the most glorious power there is, the power of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes into our life and he begins to equip us as believers and as he's equipping us and he's getting us ready to be able to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. 
How beautiful it is to tell somebody else how good God has been. How beautiful it is to share in somebody else's life that God can turn their life around. That God can bless them greatly. That God can bless them richly. How good it is to give a testimony that I was dying and on my way to hell. But then Jesus came into my life. How good a testimony is that? Hallelujah. And let me help us out too. We act like we can't tell nobody about God. Jesus. I went through the grocery store line yesterday. And the young man that was checking me out, he started a conversation. And he quickly said, I'm Muslim. I said, okay. Then he started telling me that his dad was an imam. Well, if you don't know, that's a high position of priest, kind of like in the Muslim faith. And he just kept, all right, all right, okay. Are you Christian? Yes, I am Christian, amen. What, what denomination? I said, I'm AME Zion, amen. And he said, my dad spoke at an AME Zion church downtown. I said, I was starting to think, which church was that? But when you think about the fact that he was willing to share his faith, we got to be willing to tell people about Jesus. We can't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can't be ashamed of what God has done for us, but we got to be willing to tell somebody because we've been empowered. We've been gifted and we've got a purpose to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And if we're not fulfilling our purpose, we've got to make sure that, that God is there to equip us and show us the way. See, the presence of the Holy Spirit helps me to, to make deliverance possible. All because he empowers the message. Have you ever wondered why we can tell such a simple message, but it can turn and transform lives around? People's lives can be messed up, strung out on drugs, alcoholics, addicted to this and addicted to that. But they can hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and their life can be turned around. Their life can be transformed. It's because the message has power. The message has a purpose, and that is to change and transform lives. The message has power. And it's not because of us. But it's all because of the great God that we serve. It's all because of Jesus Christ. It's all because of the price that he paid on the cross at Calvary. But it's God who makes it possible. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit that makes it possible. It's not us or we would be boasting and bragging about it. It's not us or we will be declaring, look and see how good I have been. It's not us, but it's all because of the goodness of God. When you think about the fact that you can tell a simple story of how Jesus went to the cross at Calvary, how he died in our place, how he rose again on the third day, and how he now sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, interceding on our behalf. And if you put your trust in him, if you put your faith in him, he can turn your life around. If you put your trust in him, if you put your faith in him, he can transform your life. How is it that we can tell such a simple story and that simple story can turn and transform a life around? 
come. It's because God has already purposed that that would happen. God had already purposed that redemption would happen. God had already purposed that reconciliation would happen. God had already purposed if you just tell the story and depend upon my power, it will be effective. God has already determined if you just call on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. God has already determined there is only one name under heaven by which we can be saved, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. God has already determined it long ago before the foundations of the world that salvation would come. God has already determined it long ago that we would be redeemed and set free. God had already determined long ago when they had the festival of the weeks. He said, I'm going to transform it and make it something new. And then the day of Pentecost came and it changed everything. When Pentecost came, we got the power. When Pentecost came, we've got the gifts. When Pentecost came, we now have the purpose and it's now time to operate in the power and the gifting and the purpose of Almighty God. And as we operate in the power, the gifting and the purpose of God, he'll bless this world that we live in. But it starts with us being empowered believers. It starts with us knowing that we've been empowered by God. It starts with us having a willingness to go out and exercise the gift that God has given us and walk in our glorious purpose because it's being empowered by Almighty God. And because he's empowering us, and because he's pushing the church forward with a great Pentecost push, he has empowered us for service. He's empowered us that we might go out and live and be the children of God that he's called us to be. But it starts with us understanding the power didn't come from us. It comes from God. Every one of us is gifted. Every one of us is gifted and every one of us has a purpose in the body of Christ. Fulfill your purpose. Fulfill the purpose. It was the promised power that God gave the promise of his Holy Spirit coming. And when he promised that the Holy Spirit would come, he did exactly that. He sent his Holy Spirit. And because he sent his Holy Spirit into the earth, the church was empowered. And because the church has been empowered, souls have been saved from generation to generation to generation because of the push of Pentecost. He even had to push the church to go out because of persecution came. And it forced the church to go out and operate according to his plan and not theirs. It caused the church to move because they had been sitting still. We sat still long enough. Feel the push of Pentecost. Feel the push of God and operate in your calling. Operate in your purpose so that we might bless this world. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.